Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Great Lakes Gaming <laughs> Podcast. My name is Nicholas Cartier, and your host today is... Dan Allen. And it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Did you know that? May 19th, 2020. Cartier, you think we're not going to keep that open? I, on this, I, I feel like I salvaged it. On this beautiful Michigan evening. Oh, Cartier, it's been raining. It's been snowing. It's been sunning. Yeah. It's a pandemic. We're yes. having a good time. We're inside for all of it. Uh, how you been doing, sweet bud? Not too bad. Can't complain. Probably could complain, but not going to complain. Mm-hmm. Uh, pandemic season, a great time for video games, obviously. Uh, staying inside, still getting it in. This week, Cartier, a very special episode of the podcast. Uh, a lot to get through. It's the beginning of Jeff Keeley Presents Summer Game Fest. Not to be confused with Summer Games Fest. Which is what it is in my head. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Jeff Keeley making sure to put a little branding, put a little bow across all video game news we're going to get for the next four months. Uh, in, in his own words, he'll take any job at this point. It kicked off. <laughs> Depending on who you ask, Cartier, it kicked off with the first look at the Xbox Series X footage. Yeah. Uh, but not according to Xbox. And actually, not according to the Summer Games Fest website. But according to Keeley, uh, I don't know. Who's to say? But either way, we got a bunch of news from the last two weeks to get through. Bunch of game announcements. Tony Hawk remasters. New Paper Mario. Unreal Engine stuff. Uh, so much to get through, Cartier. Literally not joking around. This week, we, we have a lot to get through. We spent like a quarter of the year filling in time, and now people are starting to talk about video games. Oh, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Also, I actually played a good amount of things in the last two weeks. A few things I actually want to talk about. So I've this... played, played a couple things as well. So possibly a meaty this week in gaming. Also, Nicholas Cartier. No time to waste. Uh, Let's hop right into not the longest running segment. Let's hop right into a little casual question I like to call, How the hell are you? Cartier, seriously. How the hell are you? In these trying times, we got to check up. On the people we care about. So I just want to take this moment of this podcast. How, see, how the hell are you? You good? Uh, I'm, I'm doing alright. Not sick. Phoenix ain't sick. So that's all that really matters. <laughs> and this has been How the Hell Are You? Cartier, the longest running <laughs> episodic segment uh, in Great Lakes Gaming history. This week in gaming is, just to steal your thunder, brought to you by many people but brought to you by the fact that it's not that much of a joke. Check in on the people you love about. Uh, I saw a wrestling promo end two weeks ago with, and don't forget to call your grandma. And I'm like, that was real shit. Yeah. You ended that national wrestling promo on TNT in front of a million people, reminding them to call their grandma. Cartier, what have you been playing this week in gaming? Well, first of all, This Week in Gaming isn't brought to you by TNT because we don't have that kind of, you know. Yeah. It's not that we don't know drama. It's just... Maybe too much drama. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. Um, hmm, what have I been playing this week in gaming? Well, 
I'm playing Apex, and there's some things I want to talk about about Apex. And um, so mm-hmm. season uh, season five has officially happened. Loba Loba is a thing, and she's a pretty she's a pretty cool character. Loba is the new character. She is the new character, the she... one that came out with the launch of season five. Describe to me what she looks like. Um, so I think she's some kind of Spanish, just based on like the way that she talks. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's not like a thick accent, kind of like how like Octane has like a very, you know, that kind of accent. Right. Very Spanish. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna try. It's a, it, so. it's a subtle. A, yeah. A subtle Latin accent. Yeah. But uh, no, she's um. Pretty much your run-of-the-mill basic white chick in a corset who's thick as fuck. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Gameplay-wise, what is she? she like so, a pilot? she like an engineer? No, she is a thief. So pretty Ooh. much her passive ability is when you're playing her, you can uh, kind of see through walls to see what kind of like loot is around. So pretty much like if there's anything that's purple or yellow... You can see through walls, and, like, it'll be, like, kind of, like, it kind of looks like a blob. Like, when you start getting closer, it starts to take shape. But pretty much, like, it lets you know, like, hey, there's something something you might want might be in here. Interesting. And then her uh, her tactical ability is she has this uh, nice little bracelet, and she pretty much whips it like a grenade. And then where it lands, she teleports there. I think you told me about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy ability. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I I enjoy it a lot. And then her ultimate ability is she opens up a black market because she's a thief. And pretty much while the black market is open, she can close it whenever she wants. But when it's open, anyone who interacts with it can take two pieces of loot that are in like the surrounding area, but like the radius of like where her, like where the ultimate is or whatever. Right. Right. The so general. pretty much, yeah. Is it like a block area? So it's like a certain amount of buildings, and it's like whatever's in there. It's a circle. Right, right, right. Yeah. Son but of no, a it's bitch. just like. No. <laughs> uh, but no, um, season five has been pretty fun. But season five also comes with its own, you know, do hickory, bullshittery, if you will. So they've been having um oh what's the what's the correct way to say this? There's been an issue with hit mark registry, I believe is what it is. Okay. So pretty much like you'll be shooting at someone and you'll see the blood from like when you shoot your bullets and you hit them, like a little blood will splatter, but the damage doesn't register. Oh. So yeah, so it's been it's like probably around like maybe like fifty to sixty percent of like your bullets that hits will actually do damage, which is like kind of game breaking a little bit. Is it so a... like they've been they've been they've been rolling out patches to try and like fix it, and they still haven't like figured it out yet. But does it seem like it's a thing based on distance, or does it seem like it's that percentage of all your bullets? It's like if I have a shotgun and someone is right in front of me and I shoot them, sometimes it won't hit them. And that is very frustrating when they're also in front of you shooting and maybe their bullets do hit. Yeah, damn. 
So it's not even yeah, weapon specific. It's kind of just across the board. Yeah, no, and I don't, I don't know if it has to do with like the servers or whatever. But they've been trying to roll out patches and like try and figure out like what's causing it and like how to fix it. So, I mean, respawn's pretty on their shit with trying to fix the stuff. It's just, it's like it's hard because everyone's working at home, right? You know, yeah. So it's like they're doing all like the bug fixes and stuff from like home. But also, to talk about some of the good parts of Season 5, they, um, in the Battle Pass, not in the Battle Pass, but they pretty much have this new thing where it's, um, they have quests. And I actually played my first quest today. And oh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a PvE, so it's like, there's a story. So pretty much what has been happening is, during Season 5, sometimes when you'll open up like one of those big loot capsules, a treasure box will come out, and you can get one of those per day. And then once you get five of them, you can start the quest. And it's pretty much Loba just trying to find these artifacts. And all this this whole surrounding storyline has to do with the Halloween events, actually. Hmm. Where You remember the Halloween event where in yes. the trailer, the big robot Pathfinder got sucked into the other dimension and there was all like the little like ghoulies or whatever? I do like, have all a memory of that. Fall. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with that dimension, but they're trying not to let that you like their universe is revenant find out about it because like if he finds out about it he'll be like hell yeah <laughs> he'll be like oh shit yeah nice. but there's like there's uh there's some uh shenanigans going on with it because like you know pretty much in the storyline loba has like gotten a good majority of the legends like into mirage's bar because mirage okay. apparently owns a bar or whatever and he, uh, she, she pretty much got them all there. And she's like, Hey, listen, like, we need to find these things. We need to figure out what's going on with this, but we can't tell Revenant about it. But then according to the text, cause it's, um, none of this is voiced. It's all like text blocks or whatever, but there's, uh, one of the legends that found out about it is telling Revenant about it. Cause he's like, Hey, just to let you know, like, you know, that chick that like you murdered, you murdered her parents. Like she's, uh, she's coming after you. Well, <laughs> yeah so it's uh just so you know it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a mystery but it's only it's only like not two days but it's like two quest blocks or whatever into it so the first like actual playable quest happened like happened to drop today okay and pretty much it was uh you drop down and the first time i did i did it solo because like i figured hey like i'll go into it and it'll put me in matchmaking and that's not a thing you actually have to like pair up with people if you want to do it with people or you can do it by yourself, but pretty much you're it's puts you at like a select area of the map and there's a circle around. So you can't go fuck around and pretty much you're just like going through killing those, uh, alien wolf, tiger, lion, prowler looking things that they had and you're killing those and you're trying to find the artifact. And then once you find the artifact, you have to get to the evac ship within like a minute or whatever. Whoa. So it's kind of like the Shadow Ball. It's pretty fun. It's, um, it's, I've been playing also a little bit of Titanfall 2, and I'm not nice. going to talk too much about that, but it does remind me of like Titanfall just because like I've been killing Prowlers and Titanfall as well. So like, you know, it's, uh, it goes back to their roots a little bit, like in the Titanfall series. But at the same time, like, it is, like, a battle royale. But it's, like, a PvE. It's weird. But there's, like, not other people in the lobby when you're doing the quests. Interesting. Wait, I didn't know that, um... I guess it makes sense that the Prowlers are from Titanfall, too. 
I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, all that all that shit's from Titanfall, like the big fucking dragons in the sky. Makes sense. I've, yeah. I've seen those. I've seen those in Titanfall too, as well. Hmm. Indeed. Indeed. It's nice to get in the apex in season yeah. five. Oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. But uh, other than that, other games that I have been playing, I'm playing Kakarot, and I feel like we talked about it a little bit. I'm at the point right now where um, Dr. Garrow is about to, what is he about to do? He's about to release 17 and 18. So I haven't really like gotten past that part. I don't know last time on the podcast, so I was probably at the same part because I haven't played it in like, like a week or so. Is it Jarrow? So, oh, Funimation, shit. it's Jarrow, but it's like actually, it's like the same thing as like Sane and Cyan. Sure. Yeah. Damn, my whole life. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just gotta look at something like that, look how old you are, be like, there's no going back now. Yeah. <laughs> and then live in, so it depends, I like to pick and choose what ignorance I live in. <laughs> Jero Jer- might be one of the, one of those, might just have yeah, to I, either, bear that cross. Either are, either are correct, it's whatever. But nice, you're still enjoying your time with the Kakarot. Yeah, no, it's fun. But uh, other than that, I did buy a game the other day that I have been playing. Oh, shit. What'd you buy? And that game is called Need for Speed Heat. <gasps> I have what? that, too. Yay. I'm not too far in it, but I have been playing it. Hell, yeah. Dude, let's talk about it. Fuck yeah. So you've been playing the beginning of it. Yeah. Uh What are your thoughts on this? That's a weird thing to start with. Let's start with it. Your thoughts on the story in the beginning. Um, I like the way it starts off where it's like mid race and then it's like, oh no, the cops are after you, and then like the classic. shit happens on the bridge. Spoiler alert: shit happens on the bridge. But uh, no, it seems I don't know. It seems alright. I like that you can change your character whenever you want. Instead of like creating a character, they're like, hey, here's like what ten, twelve characters that you can that you can get. So I'm yeah. uh. What chick am I? I'm not the chick with the red hair. I'm the chick with the blonde hair that's got like the half shaved like head. But yeah, I me gave t- her. Me too. I gave her a big pink. I gave her a big pink mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, so I picked her originally because she uh she had the t-shirt with the wolf on it, and I was like, that's alpha as fuck. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I one thing I appreciate about that game, as far as customization is, <clears throat> I had just for some reason. Starting in whatever Friday the 13th was in December, and then going, I just heavily started doing it in February, then finished up. I just watched all the Friday the 13th movies, all the the Jason movies. <laughs> the, the selection there's, of Jason masks. There's so, many of them. so much Jason decals, and like, when I stopped, I had two cars, and uh, one of them was just like, intentionally, it's fun to make like an inten- intentionally obnoxious and ugly car. I mean, a friend of the friend of the podcast, Kyle. I was gonna say, ask Kyle Melville. Uh, it's fun to make fucking obnoxious cars. Customizing cars is fun in those games. We all know it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I just have like the the ugliest like Jasons on like the front windshield, like that cartoon Jason. So yeah. good. So where I've gotten so far in it, I haven't been able to like customize like i've been able to put like parts into my cars but i haven't been able to like actually customize my car mm-hmm. how do you do that 
Because uh, I have one one of the tabs says it's locked, so I think that might be it. It's probably like level five. That's my probably, guess. I think I'm I think I'm like level four or whatever. I'm like I'm like maybe like two days, like a couple hours into it. Because it was, it was early on. I I didn't I really didn't play uh, that much of it. I guess I put a few hours into it because it kind of like it goes yeah. by fast once you start playing. But but yeah. I will say one one thing I don't like about it is mm-hmm. uh, if I'm uh, if I go out and I'm doing races and I forget to put if I forget to switch my uh, what is it my like goals or whatever like challenges if yep. you don't switch it a day then like it doesn't it doesn't count for anything for the most part so you're still working on your night ones and then shit can be thrown off you're like oh you didn't get to do those ones I'm like what the fuck because yeah. you went to day night day yeah it's fucking weird yeah. Yeah. Game's fun. But o- overall, it's pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's not too bad. I, uh, I've i been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. It's been a minute since I've had like an actual racing game like that, so. It is fun. Plus, it was, it was only like $30 in the PlayStation Store, so it was a pretty, pretty good deal. Worth it, yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Always good to have a. It's nice to have a good racing game in your back pocket, just to be able to play yeah. every, something where you can just drive. Mm-hmm. What else have I been playing? Um, in Pokemon White Two, I'm at the seventh badge. In Pokemon Y, I am at the seventh badge as well, about to catch the legendary. In Pokemon Gold, I'm at like the fourth badge. So you've been playing a little bit of Pokemon. A little bit, just here and there. <laughs> Getting in when you can. Yeah. What do you have? You put the most time in? Or no? Which was the last one you played? Uh, Pokemon Y. Can I ask why? Nah, it's it's uh been, it's been a minute since I've like went through the six gen of Pokemon, so I decided that that's the one I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Plus, like. At some point, like, what is it, like, the third gym, they're just like, hey, here's a, you can have a Mega Lucario. So it's a, it's pretty, it's pretty easy game. Hell yeah. yeah. You hate it. <laughs> I love it. I never got to play Y. I don't regret it. Can I ask why? <laughs> oh, uh, no good reason. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe when I'm done with it, I'll, uh. Ship it to you. Well, sanitize it. <laughs> sanitize it all the way over here. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm trying to think of what else I've played, but I think that might pretty much be it, honestly. Yeah. I've been, uh, every day I think about playing Red Dead Redemption 2 again, and then I play other things. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's a lot like that, Cartier. <laughs> oh. But uh, I guess I guess the real question that me and the viewers have is uh, sidebar segments. How the hell are you doing, Dan? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. And that has been how the hell you've been doing, Dan. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess the real question that they want to know is uh, the brilliance of that segment is you gotta cut would, people would off. Been playing this weekend gaming. The, the brilliance is truly letting people <laughs> get that sentence in. Cutting them off, because any more than that, it gets dark. And then the reality of yeah. life sets in. 
Yeah, they're like, you know, I've been I've been watching Riverdale, just like staying up until like two a.m. I don't have any sort of sleep schedule. Like, my next when, one... when I'm going to work, like my son but... keeps telling me that Gretchen Whitmer is the reason why the virus is here, and I don't know, like, if it's my baby mama's, uh, what you call it, mom telling these things. I know it's her that's saying that. But what have you been playing this week in gaming? Oh. <laughs> Real story. Uh, I can't even deal with that. <laughs> He called, seriously, he's like, why can't I go to, he, why can't I go to fucking Meyer? And I'm like, because the virus, he's like, oh yeah, Governor Witchmer. And I'm like, Phoenix, like, you need to knock it off. <laughs> I'm like, you need to knock, he's like, uh, I don't know, what have you been playing this weekend, Gavin? I'm like, when I was, when I was your age, I didn't know who the fuck the governor was, go play outside. I can't wait until he's 14, I can be like, when I was your age, I had to wipe my ass on the floor in the snow, uphill both ways because we couldn't find <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> both ways. Oh, both, man. Way, both, both ways. What have you, you been playing? Oh. So, uh, I got two new things, but I want to start by saying definitely officially dive diving back into Slime Rancher. Like, I was playing it today, Cartier. Thanks. And it's great. Do you, like, do, you, do you remember where you were now in Slime Rancher? Yes, yes. Okay. Like where uh, I've actually explored into the actual map. Because at first I was like, yeah, just getting my ranch back together, remembering how everything worked. Yeah, remembering like where you were and like what needed to be done. Yeah. And then I I got rid of I st- I formed a plan because there was a lot of work to be done. There was a lot of money to be made, but a lot of work to be done. So I created these two big silos. Uh, that like hold on to whatever you want them to hold on to, but I pretty much stockpiled a bunch of the plorts, a bunch of their excrement that we sell for money. The idea is I'm gonna stockpile a bunch of it up, um, because the reason to need money is for I guess building things, but also to upgrade uh your level. You're like leveling up with money, and. I think I'm at level, like, 25, and I think it only goes up to, like, 28, and, like, the last upgrade that matters where you get, like, docks, and I don't even know what that is, it's just a bigger ranch expansion, I guess, where I'm going to get a dock, but yeah. I think I get a dock at, like, one from now, so after that, I'm not even that worried about making money, with that being said, I've condensed my farm, I've started to take out, uh, multiple different types of slime, so now I'm actually only raising six types of slime, whereas I think it was about nine or ten before. And with those extra slots, I've moved the ones that eat meat near each other, and then everything around there is just me raising chickens. Uh, And then closer to the actual... uh, So you're saying your your farm, what would it be called? Your uh, farm efficiency is up. It's up, yeah, yeah, for sure. Even though we're making less things, it's, I have to go less distance to give these chickens to these things. That's good. Um, and then with some of the extra space, I now have... Dude, the front is, like, straight. There's, um, I think they're called quantum lemons? Or are they called phase lemons? I don't know, but these really fancy, like, trippy lemons. And I got four huge lemon trees. Like, I don't need this many lemons. But it feels good to, like not have to efficiently, like, vacuum them up. I'm just, like, vacuuming it up, whatever, walk by. Feels good. And I'm setting it up so this way there's less things to be taken care of. I can go out and explore more. Because now I've realized where I am in the game, there is one area left to unlock. I actually just, I was like, I think I know where that is. Because I I was looking in a 
playthrough, I knew there's like three or four types of slimes I haven't seen yet. I'm like, oh shit, there's like a fire. Ooh, that's so nice, the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. But I have to unlock the glass desert, essentially, and I have to find a slime key. That's what sucks, Cartier, because to get through one of these last doors, I know there's got to be a few keys left, because uh, I see more than one door to go through, but they all probably lead yeah. to the same place. So I just got to get to that glass desert. It's hard, because I've explored all this map, and it's been months, but I don't know... I don't want to go through a guide and be like, this is where all of the... You have to find this huge slimes and then feed them. They explode. They give you a key and other other shit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, have to go through a guide and be like, where are all the fucking Gordo slimes? One by one. Be like, no, that's one I got. That's one I got. That's, that's fucking where I am. For now, I'm just making it so my farm's more efficient. And now I can just go out and wander. And I'm like, I'll find a key, maybe. I don't know. Nice. But it feels good. Uh, Now I'm one level away from the dock upgrade, so... And I sold a bunch of the stockpiled shit. Yeah. See, like, I, I, like, from my heart, I understand what you're talking about, because it was, like, usually when I play Harvest Moon on Wonderful Life, like, in my current playthrough that I'm doing with it, I haven't played that in a while, though, but, uh, I went from, like, pretty much, like, doing the whole vegetable thing and, like, you know, cows and milk and whatnot, but, like, the end goal is I want to get the bananas going on because if I can get enough, like, enough banana trees, then I can make a lot more money than, like, wasting four hours of my day on the clock watering shit, you know? Yep, yep. When I can just, like, plant trees. That's kind of where I am now. It's like, I'm past the point where it's like, Max, It. I mean, it thought that wasn't... It was productive, but I don't think it was necessarily efficient. It's just like, this game does want you to make it so it's like doable so you can leave and come back and everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, which it was, but it's like if you stay there and work it, you can get more shit done, more make more money faster. Uh, but I'm officially past that. And there's some slimes I just wanted to keep because I wanted to keep them. Uh, I really yeah. love the honey slimes and the quantum slimes. Nice. Uh, and then... My favorite slimes cartier I have right now, because these are the ones I kept. Anyone that played Slime Rancher might be like, which ones did you keep? It doesn't really matter. The vegetable well, I ones. Played, but which ones did you keep? Uh, I did keep like the radioactive ones and the crystal shard ones, because uh, the you have to feed the fucking crystal boys odd onions, and they grow with carrots. So yep. uh, I was like, I'll just give the radioactive slimes the carrots. It's not their favorite, but they eat it. They just don't give you as many plorts. So I'm pretty much getting ready to get rid of the radioactive slime as soon as I get a new slime. Um, and then the meat boys, there's the explosive ones, which give you really expensive stuff. But also the thieve slimes. I only have like three or four of them. They eat roosters, specifically. They'll eat any meat, but it's the most ridiculous thing, their favorite food is roosters, which you you need to keep the roosters so you can make more. You never have an excess of roosters. I got yeah. fucking... I got eight pens of chickens, Cartier. I told you I got too many lemons. I'm growing four fucking things of lemons. Eight pens of chickens. I'm never fucking in excess of roosters. But it's good to feed them whatever the fuck I want. And then you find a random rooster and you're like, hey, here's a rooster. That's my favorite pen because it's like, <laughs> kind of just feed them whatever. They've always been in that weird spot where I moved the meat guys to. They've always been out there in the middle of nowhere. It's just like, there's wild chickens out there, so you could just find shit for them on the way to looking at them. Yeah. Uh, but they're invisible. 
they're like invisible until when they are visible, they're like a brown slime with like a black thieves bandana over their eyes. Those are my favorites. Uh, except for the puddle slimes, which you just put in a little puddle. You feed them nothing, and they'll give you plorts as long as there's not too many of them because they're shy. So can I uh, can I ask you a question? I fucking love slime rancher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is uh in your best definition? What is a plort? Yeah, plort. So it would be like um, it reminds me of a lot of things. A plort is essentially. I mean, let's cut the let's cut the mustard. Let's cut the shit. It's like poop. It's excrement. It's kind of how like remember specifically in Ace Ventura when nature calls. They're after the bat for the guano. You know what I'm yes. talking about? The guano is that the bat's poop, but it's like that specific kind of bat has really rich guano. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. And there's like real things. <clears throat> but yeah, I would call plort, yeah, like the excrement, almost like in that part in Futurama. It's exactly like in Futurama when Spuds McKenzie or uh, it's like Chugs. Plort. Slurms McKenzie. Slurms McKenzie. It's just like, he's just like barfing. <laughs> or like the worms are just like barfing into bottles. It's essentially, that's what plorts are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> what, <laughs> but what they look like is little jewels. Yeah. Little diamonds. But it's cool because, you know, the corrals can like scoop them up that way. It's just like it. You can auto, a lot of things are helped. Once you have the money, you can auto feed the things. So that way, instead of feeding everything, you're just putting a hundred of something into a tube and slowly it'll feed it out to it. Same thing with the plort collecting. Yeah. But yeah, don't want to talk too much about Slime Rancher. Slime Rancher's great. Um, <laughs> Streets of Rage 4 came out. Um, a couple weeks ago. We thought, eight, we talked about how you didn't play it, but you were downloading it. April 30th, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. I've now played. Some by myself, a good amount co-op. Uh, it's very good. It's exactly what you wanted. Well played, Sega. Uh, I I think the only complaints I've seen other people say online is it's like it didn't do anything to like super, you know, like innovate, change the game. I really like Streets of Rage Four, and I don't even count a lot of the things. Streets of Rage Four is Streets of Rage is so important that I think that just rehitting. A lot of the great things that when you did them, they were innovations. Uh, not only give me a nice sense of nostalgia, but like reminds you of how influential these games are. Just like the 2D beat 'em up where things are entering the screen in 3D ways. You know what I mean? From like yeah. the foreground and background. Uh, yeah. Shit like that. Fucking honestly. <sighs> it's just nice to see like. This game's not easy. I feel like there's, like, a good amount of pushback on it. It's, like, um... It punishes you for, like, mashing to a point. You know what I mean? Um... There's a character called Floyd. who's this big guy. He's, like, a heavy. And I played with him for a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta... Because I hadn't tried him yet. I'm like, oh, I gotta get off him to Olivia. I'm like, I gotta switch different guy. Switch to a different guy. And then I realized I'm a Floyd player for the rest of my life now. I did all my solo stuff as Floyd now. Because he's he's huge. He's like the Hulk. And he has this auto grab. And he can grab two people. I'm just picking up motherfuckers and throwing them at other motherfuckers. So, like, are the are the characters in Streets of Rage, like, based off of people? And would you call him a Floyd Mayweather? Hmm. 
No. Also, okay. he, only because Floyd's an older character, too. Okay. But also... I mean, I guess it's easier to say he's ripoff of Jax. You know what I mean? Big, big black man uh, with mechanical arms. Sure. I don't know. Who else do I think of except Jax? I don't even... <laughs> See, it's know. like, it's hmm. it's the mechanical arms is what it is. Like, who's got yeah. mechanical arms? Yeah, for real. Terminator does sometimes. Two mechanical arms and then nothing else of you is mechanical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, that one boy's got the... Oh, yeah? One metal arm. And a lot of people got one. A lot of people got one. Yeah. It's like a Luke Skywalker, Finn the Human. Time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's interesting. It's like it's like a meta definitely to like the phase stun and timing punches and timing everything and bosses yeah. have been fun. It's a lot of options where if it fucking ruins your life and beats your ass, you can like there's a lot of different handicap options where it's like uh um it's like do it's like your your score is cut by this, but you get an extra life and an extra special all the way to like three extra lives and three extra specials like I it's very it's out there for you. Um, the boss rush mode and other things I haven't unlocked yet because I haven't finished the story mode yet. But the music's great. It's hard to switch to the... You know the old music's really good, and I have switched to it, and it's very good, but um, it's hard to switch from the new stuff because the new stuff's really good, too. And so, From one of the original composers, uh, from two of the Streets of Rage composers. But it's all been good. Streets of Rage 4, I can't complain. Having a great time with it. Uh... I think I also heard some stuff about the online co-op being a little buggy. I've only done it locally on my couch. Um, but yeah, good stuff yeah. right here. And the last thing I played for Nintendo Switch, originally just for the PS3, Deadly Premonition huh. Origins. Uh, I forgot that I'm like, oh yeah, this was coming out on Switch, and it's out, so now I'm playing it. Deadly Premonitions, I've never gotten to play from me in that beginning to end Cartier. I think you've known about it. I've hyped it up over the years, because it's just intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of people compare it to Twin Peaks, which I never saw, so I can't. I just know Twin Peaks is abstract and weird and off the wall. Uh, yeah. This game is like, made in 07, they showed it off, Access Games, and then they put a halt on it for a long ass time because they were afraid they're gonna get sued by Twin Peaks. It's like that, apparently. Uh yeah. But Sweary, Sweary sixty five. I forget his na- real name, Takahiro Takahishi Hero. I don't know. Sweary, this is his most famous game, I think. Um and the bits I had seen and played before had always intrigued me because it's like that era of PS3 games where it's just like I love it, but it's trashy. It looks bad. It's not great. But this game is like... mm, This game is like a cheesy B-horror movie a lot of times. Yeah. Um, It's weird, and it has a few things where it's like... It comes off as like cheaply made sometimes. And I think so much of that fucking shit is on purpose, Cartier. I think a lot of the hokey things... uh, Every time... You play as Francis York, uh, what's your fucking last name? Francis, Francis York something. Uh, but every time you introduce yourself, you're like, call me York, that's what everybody does. 
But like the eighth time you've said that, dude, that shit is so fucking funny to me. I'm like, oh my god. Like the exact same recording of that voice line. Like no variation. He's got a dual personality. Uh, That's how I take it at this point. Named Zach, who he talks to out loud. And nobody's called him on it. And he's like been in front of like the lady deputy sheriff. And like is commenting on like her physical appearance. And like his lips, he's talking out loud. This is not in her monologue and like no one calls him out on it. You're an FBI agent named Francis York Morgan, I think, who gets called in to uh, look into this murder uh, of this young woman. Because the game starts off as two creepy blonde boys. Olivia's like immediately like they're evil. Two creepy blonde twins running through the woods with their grandpa. It's like, grandpa, come on. And they come across what can I, I can only describe to you as like, if you ever watched Hannibal or if you ever watched um, anyone that's familiar with like the fifth Hellraiser where Pinhead doesn't exist and it's all like a party and everyone's head and shit. Fucking anything that's like grotesque, true detective, but we stumbled across a satanic death in the woods crime scene. <laughs> it's like a lady. Yeah, what were you saying, Cartier? So I've been watching a lot of Riverdale, and, like, that's all of season three. <laughs> the, dude, I've been thinking about Riverdale and shit like that so much because the small town in Deadly Premonition is Greenvale. It's Greenvale <laughs> high, high School. Greenvale, yeah, it's like, oh, man. And I think Greenvale is also, it's like a lot of things, like Riverdale and shit like that, but I think Greenvale might be currently in, like, Modern Family or something like that. Yeah. Or it's, like, exactly those words. I don't know. But come across this lady her name's Anna um she's dead and she's pretty much think of a woman like crucifixed in a tree but like I'm sorry it's getting very gruesome this is the beginning of the game fucking her torso is just like cut and fucking it's a death tree it's a very red death tree of death uh it's like when you're playing Red Dead 2 and you find the guy that's like under the bridge is it like the first guy that you find for like the mass murderer or whatever sure you know, it's a, you know how how he leaves like the murderers like everywhere yep. yep like yes exactly and like i said i compare it to a b horror movie but i think that i'm just trying to like put into context some of the cheesiness it's like an artsy b horror movie for the record but it really lines up more with that's why i said hannibal true detective and yeah, Silence of the Lambs, the first Silence of the Lambs even, where it's like, you're a high-level FBI detective, and you're literally profiling a mass murderer. Because uh, in the beginning, you're like, you're there to help, but it's like, there's a moment in Deadly Premonition where it's that moment in Silent of, uh, Silent, Silence of the Hills, Silence of the Lambs, when they pull the moth out of the body in the morgue, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's like, ooh, this is this specific kind of... He pulls, like, a flower petal out. He's like, this is now an FBI investigation. Uh, it's good, man. Uh, it's weird. I should mention that you are... talking to a dual personality named Zach, but you're also clearly fighting with... Like Silent Hill, like another dimension where there's times where you go through doors and it gets all super evil within 2E on you where there's like red ivy growing everywhere because there's a lot of like plant-based horror shit happening, like imagery. But it's like red ivy is what's... Anytime you're blocked from going into the next section, like you can't go down that hallway yet. It's fucking done 
with not just the invisible visible wall shit. It's like, no, it's like Red Ivy. Like, it's contextual with the story. It's like, you can't go this way. Also, you're in a fucking weird different... You're in the milk, <laughs> essentially. Is it, have you watched, uh, what's it called? Stranger Things? Yeah. The other side? Like, yeah, is it kind of like the other side? Yeah, definitely. Like, as far as like... The upside down? Yes, although I didn't watch much of them going into it. I have seen, like, at least seconds of them in it, right? Yeah, so the like, gen- it's, like sometimes they'll, like, flash, and, like, they're, like, in it, and they're just like, whoa. Yeah, that's the general, like, the feeling that you get when they're there. That's the general feeling where it's like you're on the other side. You're somewhere else. And on the other side are these, I don't know if you call them zombies or ghosts. I really don't know what they are at this point. But there are things that see you and then turn around and then arch their fucking back backwards and then come after you. And they kind of, like, half teleport. And you're killing things. And I'm the king of melee in this game. I realized that melee was... It's like your shit degrades fast, but you're also one-shotting a lot of things. It's very satisfactory. It's like the name of the game. Yeah, like you do have infinite pistol ammo, but every other ammo is usable. So I kind of like, I'm like, yeah, give me that fucking pipe. At this point, early on in the game, I'm in, at the end of chapter two, the driving, there's a lot to this game. The driving in this game, very funky, Cartier. Uh, But it seems like this is a big area, like a huge area to explore. And it's kind of open world, because there's times when the cops are like, hey, come to the morgue with me. And it's like, hey, if you want to come with us, just meet us there later. I'm like, you are really going to let me explore this whole time. Like, this whole fucking weird-ass town. Even if I can't explore too much yet. Uh, But I'm afraid to, Cartier, because it's so big, and I'm afraid it's going to be like, open this door, to open this door, to open this door. There's nothing in here. It's like, not yet. Maybe maybe come back in a few chapters. I'm like, I don't even want to... I want to explore, but I don't want to, like... Opening doors takes a lot of time in this game, I gotta say. It's a PS3 game. Yeah. Looks good on the Switch, though. I gotta say. Nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of weird references have, in the pause. Have you, have you played it uh, more, like, on the TV or undocked? So, uh... I... My Joy-Cons are drifting so hard, I've only been playing um, docked with the controller. Like, Oli- Olivia kind of stopped playing Stardew. Olivia, yeah. Olivia kind of stopped be- playing Stardew handheld also. Um, she was playing that Stardew. I'm, gl- I'm real glad that she got Stardew for the Switch. She had never got to play the multiplayer? Damn. Yeah. Switch. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Olivia, she has mixed feelings about the multiplayer. <laughs> I haven't played it in a multiplayer. I don't know about it. Her biggest complaint, besides the fact that I think she, it's kind of like, I get the, I get kind of a feeling that it's one of those games where it's like, she had just started, so there's a lot to do in the beginning. So it's kind of like, ooh, wait, let me do the things. You got to be like in a certain place in the game to be like, let's go both do this activity or something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes you got shit to do and sometimes you're like, I have the whole day to spend inside of the fucking caves. Yes. Yeah. She felt like she felt like she had shit to do and she's like, the thing that's surprising is like time is still passing. I'm like, of course. She's like, yeah, but I, just, I can't pause it because I'm doing multiplayer. So it's like, this time is just passing. I'm losing yeah. this time, Dan. I'm like, oh, yeah, I understand. You gotta be, fo- you gotta be focused, I understand. You gotta be focused as you fuck around with your friend. <laughs> but I mean, for people that are like 500 days in, I mean, 
I don't think it matters as much. Yeah. No, at that point, like at that point, they have their banana trees. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm enjoying Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition Origins, the yeah. remaster, is on Switch for like 15 bucks right now, Cartier. Um. There was something else weird I wanted to mention. I don't know. It's all just weird. All the characters are weird. It's worth looking into. Uh, even if you don't want to play that game, maybe just look into what that game is about because... Uh, see, I always kept it in the back of my mind, too, as something I wanted to get back to because it was notoriously heralded and because uh, I was looking back at stuff now. It's like all that... All that shit is, like, the weirdest game of the generation. Like, shit from the end of the PS3 fucking 360 era. I'm just like, what a good title to hold the weirdest game of the generation. (laughs) In the pause menu, this is the last thing I'll say. In the pause menu, there's a a deer's head on the wall that is, like, moving. Because the whole pause menu is just weird and abstract and fucked. But there's for sure a health health meter cart here. Uh, heartbeat meter, uh, which affects your running and you can hold your breath for stealth reasons. Who's that Pokemon? But also there's like a fucking uh, sleep and a hunger meter. So I kind of think those things lead to themselves being a sanity meter. And I take that fucking deer head on the wall as uh, Evil Dead 2 reference, for the record. I'm hoping. Evil Dead 2. Cartier, you got a fucking Poke Challenge. This can, has can been tell, this week can you in gaming. For those just listening, Nicholas Cartier changed his background to who's that Pokemon? Uh, but it looks like it's him. <laughs> and then he has a Pokemon card in his hand. He wants me to guess. Cartier. Isn't that such a good background for this? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. You, I'm guessing that. You're holding that card in your hand because you want me to guess what possible Pokemon could be on that card. Yes, and I will start off by giving you... You can have as many guesses as you want, but I am going to give you one hint. And as per tradition, it is original 150. Because we, 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 we keep them quick. Chansey. Incorrect. Is it water? It is not water. That's a good question, though. Arcanine. It is not Arcanine. Growlithe? It is not Growlithe. Is it basic? It totally is. Jigglypuff. It is not the puff. Hmm. Is it? Bellsprout. No. Is it normal? It is not normal. Hmm. Charmander. That's not a Charmander. Is it Bulbasaur? That's not a Bulbasaur. Ooh. I'm feeling the heat, Cartier. Is it Zubat? It's not a Zubat. Still not a Zubat. Ooh. It's not normal. Is it flying? Partially. Is it normal flying? <laughs> well, not normal. Uh, Zapdos. All right, so wait, wait, wait. Before oh. it's not Zapdos, but think about it. It's not okay. normal flying, 
what other flyers are there? Because like over half the normal flyers, right? Or over half the flying type are normal flyers. So it's flying and basic, and not normal. Articuno. It's still not Articuno. You didn't. You didn't guess that, but Moltres. It's not, it's not Moltres. It's none of those birds. It isn't. There's like one more left. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Dragonite. No, he's not basic. Wait. Wait, got... no, I, I forgot about Dragonite, so it's still not Dragonite. Well, it's he's not all, basic. He's also not basic. Yeah. People at home are just like, Dan, it's obviously... None of the ghosts are flying. Oh, man. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, wait, basic. This moment of thought is brought to you by Great Leaks Gaming. You can still ask questions, though. Okay. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to detour you into guessing what it is based on that information, but I do think that there is like maybe one. No, I think that's the that is the information I needed. No, there's well, I guess so. There's a there's a typing that has multiple of these, but that one isn't like basic. The one that I was thinking about. I think I've been lied to. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. You, oh, I got it. Those, what do you got? Scyther. Baby! Nice. <laughs> nice. This has been your Poke Challenge oh. for the day. Poke Challenge. Cartier Summer Games Fest. Summer Game McFest is red hot. Are you aware? I am aware. You've been keeping your ear to the grindstone for some of these things. No, I've been going to my uh, my source of video game news. Kotaku. No, IGN. I was, say, I was gonna say like half of the Great Lakes Gaming podcast. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some exciting uh, situations. Like I said, depending on who you ask, officially, uh, Tony Hawk. I believe was the beginning uh, 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 of Summer Game Fest. Yeah, but we'll start with what really started it, which is Thursday, May 7th, 2020. Inside Xbox, first look, Xbox Series X gameplay, Cartier. Uh, gameplay, gameplay. They said gameplay a lot. They said gameplay in the opening. I think two weeks have passed. Uh, what I think seems to be echoed by a lot of people, which is they kind of shot themselves in the foot just saying gameplay so much. Yeah. Like, f- forget what they tweeted. Forget what they said beforehand. Even if you took all that shit out of it, because uh, I think Roger blames a single friend of the podcast, Roger blames a single tweet for getting people too excited. But even just the context of them talking in that presentation, they put a lot of emphasis on gameplay. Because uh, if you take but all like, that shit... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, but like, in actuality, did they? Show gameplay? Yeah. I mean, it it, it didn't seem like they were... Let's, we're going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break it down. Because uh, without saying those words, I think, altogether, it's, an ex- I th- it's a good presentation. To me? Like, if you hadn't said all that shit, I'm like, there's a lot of good stuff in here. 
but let's get into it. Let's see if they said, if they gave us the gameplay they, they promised. Peggy 18 is the first thing that showed Cartier. I was like, oh, Peggy 18. I'm like, what the fuck is, what mature games are they about to show us? It made me think Cyberpunk things are coming. Because I'm starting to think that Cyberpunk's going to be rated, like, not rateable. I'm starting to wonder. Cartier, I know you like, it's not coming out, doesn't matter. Good point. Uh, fucking, oh yeah, we got a Matt Booty appearance. Matt Booty showed his face. So this was May 7th. Matt Booty came out to do the thing that all millionaire business owners, and I'm not shitting on them, all millionaire business owners have been doing. The week this came out, uh, with Matt Booty coming on to talk about how they're taking precautions and, you know, staying safe. Uh, talking about what Microsoft is doing to stay safe. I literally just heard billionaire Tony Khan on the AEW podcast that same week talking about what AEW and the Jacksonville Jaguars were doing. And also Joe Coff from Ring of Honor that exact same week. Because I remember thinking like, oh, are you fucking copying the amazing Tony Khan? Like, this is the di- this is the week to talk about fucking, we're a month and a half in. Now yeah. you want to talk about the fucking, whatever. It's just real funny because then a day later, Matt Booty. I'm like, okay, this is just... The beginning of May is the appropriate time in business terms to talk about the steps we're taking to keep everyone safe. Uh, just something I noticed. I'm not shitting on anyone. It's just weird. Weird timing, Cartier. I mean, it's the, it's the weird we live in right now. Yeah. Just, and it, it takes that, that long to get your feet under you and make a fucking public statement, for sure. First thing we saw was from uh, <laughs> one, one person in China named Playism. Playism is the name of the company, but it's basically one person. We saw something called Bright Memory Infinite, Cartier. I know you didn't see this, so I'm going to do my best to describe it. Uh, but it was um, one of the more impressive-looking things, Cartier. It was a first-person shooter with guns and swords. You had this, like, uh, white line, like almost like grapple uh, that people were using. Um it was visually impressive. It was kind of like a sci-fi shooter. Not like a sci-fi, but you know how in control you have like psychic powers. It's almost like a psychic shooter <laughs> with swords. But then at the end, a DeLorean pulled up, as in Back to the Future DeLorean. And then you're in the DeLorean and you're crashing into shit. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this game? And it's like, Bright Memory Infinite. I'm like, okay. Hmm. Well, that's, yeah, something to keep in mind. It was, it did come off as gameplay to me. Um... And that's how they started. And I think it like it started off on the right foot. Uh, some people say it started off on a deceptive foot, but I think it was a good, it was a good trailer. And honestly, when all is said and done, is one of the more impressive things. It's also the first thing to mention. First month smart delivery, Cartier. Have you heard anything about smart delivery? I have not. So essentially, um, something that a lot of the Xbox games are doing. It's like you buy it first on Xbox One, and then you're going to get a copy of it when it comes out on Series X. Oh, for sure. Um, it would be kind of like a blanket thing for all things across Xbox, but with this presentation specifically, we're talking about third-party developers, and we already know people like EA are doing it their own way. I don't exactly remember how. I know that they already have some shit in place to cross generations, and they're going to do the same thing. Um, but I don't know. I, I assume it's something similar to them. Man, it just makes me worried about PlayStation. <laughs> Like PlayStation, you need to tell me how backwards compatibility is truly going to work. Whenever they're ready. I mean, I don't rush. 
cartoon. Listen, my my biggest like thing that I've been thinking about recently about the new consoles is like, so like when I get a PS5 and I download Apex Legends, am I gonna have to start over again? And I would say, fuck no, right? Hopefully not. Jesus. <laughs> I I know. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be damned. Not only should your information transfer Cartier, but I'd be against you having to buy any of it again. Yeah. Because you bought it. That's really what I'm most worried about. And then, yeah. and then I at that point, I'm just assuming that Cloud Save is going to bring my information over or whatever I have to Hopefully. do. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can plug my hard drive in. So. That's what some people are saying. Maybe it's as simple as that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the, that's the first mention of first month smart delivery or smart delivery. Yeah. Uh, then from Codemasters, we saw Dirt 5. Um, Codemasters is Grid, some other racing things you probably know. Yeah. Um, if Codemasters means something to you, you probably know more about Codemasters than I do because I fucking uh, don't know much about those racing devs. Um, but it was colorful and it looked good. Um, it was a lot of off-road stuff. I don't know if that's indicative of what's in that game or not, but I assume with the name Dirt 5 that it's going to get dirty. Uh, and then we saw probably the reason this is Peggy 18, but something I was excited to see known as Scorn, an atmospheric horror with somber tapestries and Something, something, something. Scorn used to... Um, the game known as Scorn, S-C-O-R-N, used to... Um, what was it called? They used to sponsor the Easy Allies podcast, which is a video game podcast I like to. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you know podcasts are a thing to listen to. Easy Allies is something I've listened to for a while. Um, two years ago, and it was for like two years straight, they were sponsored by Scorn. Um... So I saw that demo they put out two years ago. I watched them play it. Uh, it's just like a creepy... Some people compared it to like... H.H. Geiger art or like... Uh, what's that one guy everybody loves? Lovecraft. I don't know. It's just really sure. weird. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like... Um, I think Geiger is like the technology meets body... Horror guy? I don't know, but Scorn definitely looks like some body horror shit in the fact that there's a moment where it seems like it seems like you see that if this is like a ship or like a weird like meat cave that you're in, something on the wall, I'm just like, that's alien? And it looks like it ejaculated. I don't know. But you know like <laughs> alien like head that pops out of the aliens in Alien, for instance? Yeah. Something like that. A bunch of weird shit. Potentially body horror. You see them put like a slug inside someone's mouth. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen Scorn before? Have I? Sh- have we talked about Scorn before? No. Okay, but that's it's a weird one. A, <laughs> yo, this, this is like an 8 a.m. presentation, and there's like four horror games in here. It's very <laughs> it's a little early for Scorn, for sure. Um, the other thing to mention with Scorn... Um, Dirt 5 could have been gameplay, you know what I mean? Because I think yeah. that it's just like, if it was gameplay, it wasn't, um, 
if that was gameplay, it was like cinematic gameplay from like replay stuff. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. you in the cockpit. You didn't get yeah, that. It wasn't but like you, you can't see like the gauges and the exactly. Map and... I do think that was real. I think that was in the engine. I even think they really played those races. I just like they wanted to show it off as good as they could, and it wasn't like raw gameplay. That's fine. Yeah. Scorn wasn't gameplay. That that was weird. Uh, it was in engine. It was mostly showing like I still think it showed well for people that have never seen it before. It was just showing off uh the fucking location like and it's hard for me to describe it reminds me of jeepers creepers at the beginning of have you seen jeepers creepers sir yeah the beginning when he goes down the well and it's just like he ends up in like that nightmare like flesh fucking cave i don't know what the fuck that place is. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of but like gooier and more like that fucking alien five million or whatever, where you, you fight the queen at the end and yeah, gross. Scorn was gross. Look into that. If you like gross stuff, uh, slugs into eyes slash mouth Xbox exclusive for like, that's not a huge team. That's not a huge game. That's kind of cool. Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Well played scorn. Uh, chorus. Did you see, you didn't see any of this. I'm sorry. Card. Chorus futuristic space ship. Hellblade is what I wrote down. Because you're a female pilot. First off, it looks like it's heavy on the story, but the gameplay looks like it's all space pilot shit. Like, space fighter, space combat. They didn't show a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't show a lot of it, but Starlink, Star Fox vibes for sure. Nice. Except for, I wrote down Hellblade because you're, It's this is really why I wrote down Hellblade, I'll tell you why. Because you're, the main character is you're a woman with black stuff around her eyes who hears voices, which is screams Hellblade which to is, me. Which is Hellblade, yeah. yeah. In this case, it's it seems like the voices aren't necessarily – they're still your demons, but it's not like um, you're self-questioning you slash your insecurities slash your dead husband or whatever. This one, it seems like you might have fucked over an alien race, and it's like they're fucking in your head. I don't know, but that looked interesting. Uh, Chorus. That was definitely a story trailer. I would have liked to see... I think we saw glimpses of gameplay, but I wouldn't call it a gameplay trailer for sure. Um, And that's one where I'm like, I really wanted to see more of what that looked like for sure. Madden 21 was hilarious. It was Patrick Mahomes uh, talking for, honestly, like minute 40 and they showed like the internet ate this shit up they showed like four seconds of gameplay right at the very end it's like a qb spinning uh i did like they went through the years though and they did show what previous games look like so that was that was interesting to me um yeah. but no it's pretty funny so it's very little mad was just like hey there we go <laughs> sick fucking story trailer for vampire the masquerades vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 uh to Donka Shane. Like I said, like a lot of these, these are some really good trailers on there. It's just weird to have like really driven the point home. It's like, you're going to see your first Xbox series X gameplay today. Cause that's true. But like, don't sell it. Like I'm going to see nothing but gameplay. That's what's weird. Um, yeah. Just like, you could have just said first look in general, fucking vampire, the masquerade story trailer, really dark. Uh, like people, People like uh, this is how I'll describe it, Cartier. That scene in 
that scene in Home Alone where he's trying to convince them that everyone's at home, so it's just like he's got all the the mannequins on like the tray. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yep. That, but everyone's hung up by like their cut Chelsea grin smiles, and it's like real people that are dead, and you're like a vampire, and you're like, hey. So it's like if like the Joker was recreating that scene because the because the Chelsea grins, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's a lot like that. So, one thing that I think the implication is that you can be evil, because a lot of people are like, "Oh, who is that? Is that an NPC? Is that you?" But at the end, they go first person, and you're still snap snapping to Donkashane. And I'm like, I think they're just indicating that, like, I don't think that person in that trailer was anyone. I think it's just fully customizable. Like, you can do anything. They're just reminding you. It's like, hey, as dark or as good as you want to be. Yeah. Might play that game. Hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Cartier. Uh, Call the Sea. A lot of people are calling it, uh, what's that Guillermo del Toro fish one? Taste of Water? Shape of Water? Oh, no. People are calling it the video game Shape of Water. It's called the sea. You're a fish person. It's a, It's shown at the end that you're a fish person. It's like, look at my fish hands. It's like, oh. Because uh, at first it's just like, like Sea of Solace. It's like, ooh, sweeping shots over a really beautiful like cartoon sea. It's just like, and a woman talking about her lost love and finding it. And then it's like, through land and through sea. And then at the end it's like, expose my fish hands. It's like, will I find him? Yeah. That was weird. Uh, so it's probably about fish people love. I think that's the shape of water because bears. Who knows? Uh, on a on an IGN scale of uh, the IGN scale, would you say that uh, someone's gonna fuck a fish? Two out of ten. Two out of Two ten out. likeliness. Okay. Because I'm like, well, Dan, let's not two count... Out of, two out of ten too much water? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Dan, let's not doubt, like, really artsy lovemaking. So this is made by some people from Tequila Works. Some uh, some people that worked on Celeste, some people that worked on a bunch of different things. But Tequila yeah. Works makes me think of rhyme, which makes me think of real artsy shit. So I'm like, will they make love? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to smash, that's for sure, but... <laughs> So that was Call of the Sea, uh, nice. and then we we got the um, the Ascent. This was gameplay. This was like a top down ish shooter, kind of reminiscent of like a Bullet Storm. Looked good. It was co op. Not allowed to say to that, but that was like a straight gameplay trailer. Um, which this next one, I don't think any of this was gameplay, but it was crazy. It's called the Medium. Um, the Medium. The Medium. It was like, yeah, so dark for 8 a.m., dude. Like, it was immediate tone. You knew it was going to be bad. Like, it seemed dark in the beginning, which is crazy because it started with, like, a family getting an ultrasound. And you're like, what? No, don't do this fucking dark shit. And then cut to the fucking wife in the church crying. And you're like, what are we doing here, Sony? It's like 804. Uh a Sony, it's Xbox. Yeah. And and then she's got a knife in her hands, and then it gets all Hideo Kojima fucking, like, Death Stranding, and it's like, this guy goes out, and his 
cigarette hits the ground. <laughs> Solid Snake drops his cigarette, hits the ground, and then like the church explodes in fire behind her, and it's like medium. Uh, and they got the dude who did I know it's fucking it's dark ass shit. And they got the dude that did fucking Silent Hill, the Silent Hill music. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, it was like horror game number three, psychological horror from Bluebird. Do you know Bluebird, Cartier? I believe I've heard of him. Well, I, say, I don't know why. I wrote it down like it was important, but I don't remember who Bluebird is. We'll have to look that up. Bluebird. Uh, but yeah, weird shit. And then uh, from Bandai Namco, we got Scarlet Nexus. Looks like it's... Reminds me of Astral Chain because it looks like, like a, a DMC-like anime game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of fighting. There's definitely like... They mentioned psychokinesis. I wrote it down. So the yeah. word psychokinesis, we got it in. Scarlet Nexus seemed interesting. They did conversations with people afterwards, and we didn't know who they were going to have these extra conversations with, digging deeper. I was kind of hoping that they were going to dig deeper into that one, and they did not. Uh, yeah. But we'll go over that still. Look how much they showed already, Cartier. All these trailers I've already talked about. Yeah. Like, this was a meaty presentation. I'm sad there's a lot of blowback for it. It's kind of their own fault. Uh... If they had given us zero warning as to what was going to be in here, I feel like people would have been like, nice. Summer Game Fest is here. Uh, fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, Second Extinction Reclaim Earth looked like Turok. It looked like online team Turok. Uh, yeah. Which there ain't much more to say. And I think some people are just in on based off that. <laughs> we got our first Western... Guaranteed it's coming to America. Yakuza 7 trailer. Yakuza Like a Dragon is going to launch with the Series X, we're now being told. So if you drafted Yakuza 7, I know, yeah, and Fantasy Critic, then you can breathe a sigh of relief. Um, It's coming. And I'd seen this trailer before. It's cool to see it in English. Uh, Yeah. Yakuza is restarting. Turn-based. It was reviewed well enough. Like I said, it's hard to find reviews for Yakuza 7, but it wasn't, like, shit on. Um, I don't know. Cartier, I'm like... Hmm. I'm like, I don't know how to sell uh, this game anymore. Because this team is so good. That's what I've learned from fucking... Especially, like, the remasters of them doing... um, the first two Yakuza's over, and then putting Zero out, and just, like, how Six looked, I never got to play Six, and then Judgment, I'm like, Team Yakuza, Yakuza team is so good. This is, like, shit we shouldn't take for granted in life, let alone fucking in the video game industry. The Yakuza team's been doing it for so good, and they're hitting, like, this crazy good streak, where the last three things they put out, all on this fucking crazy dragon engine, I don't know if Zero was on the engine, but... They put out fucking Yakuza 0, Yakuza 6, and fucking, and Judgment. And all that shit's been great. And now they're fucking, like, they admit that, like, we've gone as far as we can with, like, the brawler style. And we've always wanted to do turn-based. And now this team that is so good, that is one of the fucking, I'm gonna say it, one of the last hopes. Sega's been doing great for the last three years. One of those last hopes of fucking Sega and, like... Ugh. It feels good. 
it feels good that I feel like they are going to do well. I hope they do well because it's like, I don't think this one's going to have English voice acting because I really just don't think they're that established in America still. But this is like the restart of the Yakuza series with a different fighting style. Cartier, I'm excited about it possibly being a big thing. Yeah. That's my fucking rant. I'm sorry. That's my Yakuza <laughs> rant. I mean, that's good. All the Yakuza rants are good. <sighs> and then, passion. And then we fucking... And there wasn't... It's not like we got a lot of gameplay from that. I do think they did show some gameplay that is like... It's hard to point at it. Like, they showed some summons. Because I've seen some of the summons. And they're ridiculous. That's the other thing I want you to know about Yakuza, people listening that are on the fence. Like, it is there to be ridiculous. It's going to bring the ridiculous. The culmination, Cartier, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it ended the show. Ask me the biggest thing I learned. And what is the biggest thing that you learned? I learned that it doesn't matter what you have to show about your game because expectations are everything Cartier (laughs) like Assassin's Creed maybe should have been at the beginning of the show maybe they shouldn't have been like big gameplay shit happening they shouldn't have even acted like them talking to that guy because they talked to three developers afterwards one was the Assassin's Creed director and like between him between them showing the trailer and then showing uh, the air quotes gameplay, I'm just like, hmm, why would you make it seem like this is going to be a big thing for you? And even clearly Xbox thought it was, because at the end, it's just like, you didn't show us anything new. And you really didn't show us that much gameplay, Cartier. That's what was most surprising. Yeah. Maybe if nothing else had gameplay, you know? Uh-huh. Maybe if nothing else had gameplay, you'd be like, that's okay. Because they say, even though it said first look at Xbox, they really said first look at Xbox Series X Assassin's Creed gameplay. So, it was surprising. <laughs> I think it was the biggest letdown. I don't even care that much about Assassin's Creed is the weird thing. But uh, even to me, um, I was listening to, there's a guy I like named Ian Hink. I think this is Easy Allies Podcast, second plug of Easy Allies Podcast. podcast. He said it like this, that there should be a word for in video game trailers when you think it's over and you're like oh I thought there was going to be more and they show you something else like an image you're like oh okay here we go and then it's really over yeah. that happens so much it happened here in Assassin's Creed it's like look at it's this like game the, it's like the Nintendo Directs it's like when a Nintendo Direct is like and goodbye and then you're waiting for like the next couple like seconds for them to be like but wait Pokemon game. <laughs> also, Smash Brothers does it so well, where it's just like, yeah. it lets you linger, it's like, is this over? And he's like, also, <laughs> in October, I'm like, okay, Sakurai's got a lot to say. <laughs> so they interviewed, it's hard to tell because Assassin's Creed went right into Assassin's Creed, but they did interview the Valhalla guy. Uh, it was fine. Um, the Codemaster guy was good, too. I learned I learned more from them talking to Codemaster's guy than the Codemasters trailer, which was good. Tracks all over the world, weather slash seasons, which is just like Forza, so... Yeah. Troy Baker, Nolan North, VO, I don't know why. Uh, and then Smart Delivery, they explained it again. The Medium guy was good. They talked about... Um, I don't know if he's Norwegian, but they talked about his composer mixing with the Silent Hills guy, and he says Silent Hill 2 is the greatest horror, horror game of all time. Uh, but Jack Zeba. 
Um, but essentially, you're traveling between two worlds in the medium. Um, I don't. It's hard to say. What kind of worlds? It's hard. It's hard to say. But uh, that was the meatiest thing. That was the that was the meat of everything we had to get through. Cartier, fucking Xbox Series X first show of gameplay. It was interesting. I don't know. Um, it's weird times. I kind of want. It's hard for me to be super critical about presentations during the pandemic. Cause like I was yeah. like, people are trying their best, and I I genuinely feel like that Cartier. That's why. That's why I want to really drive home the fact that without, you know, without saying all the shit they said, I'm like, that's a good presentation. And even with what they said, it's like, I hope we get, I hope we get as good a third fucking party showcase for anyone else, you know? Yeah. But, so that's exciting. That's, that's a bunch of, a bunch of stuff I hadn't heard of, you know, that fucking bright memory infinite shit and yeah because like i've heard uh we've talked about it before where like they've talked about like what was it cyberpunk was like you're not gonna buy this game twice or whatever you know like we've we've heard a little like rumors about it but it's right. nice to hear like it more fleshed out you know right honestly yeah yeah oh man especially because cyberpunk's like cyberpunk said that uh you know, across all platforms, it's like, well, are you going to be able to back that up? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, the official beginning of Summer Games Fest Cartier, oh, yeah, was uh, something you texted me about. They had a game announcement, a mystery game announcement scheduled, and it ended up being Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered. I know you saw part of this, right? Yeah. Yeah, exciting. Um... They showed the trailer for it, and then they sat down with Tony Hawk and a woman named Jen from Vicarious Visions, who I did clear it up, Cartier. Vicarious Visions, Toys for Bob did the remaster of Spyro. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicarious Visions did Crash's Insane Trilogy. I don't know who did CTR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... But yeah, they, and then then they did a bunch of Vicarious Visions has a bunch of, um, like DS ports and a lot of like the Tony Hawk and Crash series. Uh, they were bought by Activision in 05, so they did a lot of like ports to DS, ports to this, and then once Activision bought them, it was like bigger ports, not just handheld stuff. But a lot of stuff I want to talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Before we go into anything, while I'm talking about Vicarious Visions, it was exciting. When the woman Jen, she said that a lot of their they had the original NeverSoft code uh, to go off of, as far as like the movement and the physics, and it's like where they started from uh, was with the original NeverSoft code. She's like, and we actually have a lot of the old NeverSoft team working at VV. She's like, including me, and I'm like, that's fucking sick. Like, she worked on, she worked on Pro Skater Three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's sweet to me. It's just nice to see it continue on. Because that's, like, the main problem we always talk about with Skate. Like, I don't know where Black Box is. Black Box doesn't exist. I don't know where those people went, but that's your team. That's your team that probably knows what the fuck they're doing. Well, yeah, no, it's going to be Stallone, and he's going to be, like, in a van, and he's going to be driving around picking up all the game developers. Like, we got to get gotta get the team back together. <laughs> Skate 4. <laughs> is EA in? It's like, don't worry about EA. 
<laughs> but so yeah, Cartier. Um, a lot of stuff to go through. But yeah, well, your first initial thoughts uh, on hearing that they're remastering Pro Skater One and Two. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm real excited for it. I heard that they're gonna have a lot of the uh, classic album for it. I don't think they've got the rights to everything yet. But they got a I lot think, of it. Yeah, I think they said they're going to try and work on it, like in like updates and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is sweet. It looks like they made it honest to God. I, wa- I watched a video of uh, Jack Black and Tony Hawk playing Tony Hawk. I didn't watch that. How was that? It was good. It was good. Jack Black's telling Tony Hawk, he's like, look at Tony Hawk. He's getting old. He used to be able to do a 900 first try when he's like playing. Right. Yeah. Yo, you have to do the move 900. It's so hard to do an actual... So what's cool, Cartier, about about Pro Skater 1 and 2 being remastered is... Uh, so a lot of people are like, oh, it sucks it's not 3. In the realistic scheme of Pro Skater, you probably could have got away remastering 2 and 3 and then never touching it again, right? Yeah. If that was the plan. Talk When Jeff talked to... Tony, 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 talk to Tony Hawk and Jen afterwards, like, Tony talked about how it was like, well, yeah, we're definitely already working on, like, (laughs) if no one had stopped him, he would have told you the whole story about what was fucking coming. (laughs) I can only assume they're also working on three and four, and that'll be pushed by if one and two do really well. And that's what everyone's talking about. It's like, oh, it'd be sick to get three and four. You know, I'm sitting over here, Cartier, being like, when are we getting... Underground Under, 1 and 2, underground. Yeah, yeah. together remastered. Well, uh, dude, like, when I saw that, like, that this was actually happening, like, I was hyped because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, at least, like, a month or two ago, like, we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. We were talking about remastering Tony Hawk. And I, what, what I think the most brilliant part, and, uh, Tony said that this was his idea, who knows how true that is, but I think the most brilliant part, and something I wouldn't have thought of, because uh, I, I guess I didn't remember when reverts came in, but reverts come in in three. He's like, well, you got to put reverts in to this. So it's like yeah. not just reverts and manuals, but like a lot of the weird moves, other moves from like three and four are going to be in one and two. I'm like, you could have just said, and it, it looks visually very good. It could have looked worse, Cartier, and you could have said remaster one and two with reverts. I'm like, whoa, that changes the game so much. Like, Sweet. <laughs> like, you can chain combos in the schoolyard in a way you've never been able to. Yeah. Like, that's... That's fucking genuinely sick. Uh, and something that they showed us uh, reminded me of a secret of my childhood that I never told you or Kyle. Because our friend of the podcast, Kyle Melville, would spend endless hours uh, creating parks in Skate 3. Like... Endless hours. Yeah. Like Lots of time. 45 minutes of trying to do the same thing over and over and over again just to move a picnic table over about a foot. Right. And I liked playing him, him starting from scratch, but I always make yeah. fun of him because he would spend so, so much time. So Not even just doing, like, one trick. That's fine if you want to spend 45 minutes on one staircase. But, like, yeah, I mean, he just spent a lot of time creating parks. So because I heckled him so roundly, I could never tell him, I spent so much time in two, and I didn't remind. Rem- I didn't remember this till they showed me the crater park from two, 
how much time and two I spent creating the parks and fucking around and like because yeah. I remembered having to save them. I remembered like the save system and like this naming the fucking things, naming the parks. And I'm like, oh, I played so much create a park in two, and they're enhancing that, and you can share them, and that's exciting. And I got to fucking con Kyle into making parks so we can trade parks and play them. Right. That's but. the end game. That's the end game. Yeah. So I guess my uh, my number one question is, do you think you're going to be able to get off the board? Uh, n- no. Okay. I still think you can. I don't think we go past four. Because you can't get off in four, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can get off in pro skater in general. Yeah. Uh, so I bet no. And I could see them also never remastering Underground. Yeah. But because you open up that fucking can of worms. Yeah. That it's like, it's like, well, you want Project 8 fucking remastering? I'm like, honestly, no. Project 8 is at my house right now. I just don't think it's as good of a game. Well, you don't like American Wasteland? <laughs> I'm like, unless it's Wasteland. I think Wasteland is immediately after Thug 2, right? I or believe so, yeah. Project, I don't know. But, uh, oh yeah, and Keeley brings up the board. He brings up Ride when he's talking to Tony. I don't know if you saw that part. He's like, ah. He's like, you know, I feel like we've been been through the whole gamut with you, Tony. I, I remember when uh, we even debuted the board. <laughs> like, <that laughs> just subtle reference. I'm like, oh, don't talk about Ride in front of Tony Hawk. <laughs> uh, but that was great. Um, oh, it's coming this fall. Um, yeah. I'm trying to look at any other notes I have to throw in here. Had them add reverts, Neversoft code, expanded creative park. Oh yeah, rewatching the trailer. The first thing in the trailer is actually a revert. So I'm like, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was cool. Heavy emphasis on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Looks like a full remake. You know what I mean? Everything that's gonna say remastered is gonna say remastered these days. But as far as like the levels of remaster go, like. I don't know. Even though I know they're working off some base code, it still feels like a full remake. And it looks good enough, Cartier. Did you play much of 5? No, I never bought 5. I heard it wasn't good. Kyle had 5, so I got to play some of it. and uh, It looks better than 5, That's which isn't saying much. Yeah, I, I think it looks good. Like, yeah. I think it looks real. I like uh, in the trailer when they're like showing the original like PlayStation... Um, graphics for it, and then doing like the transitions to doing the same shit, but like in the new graphics. Yeah, that was that was sweet. Oh. Yeah, so good. Oh. But yeah, overall exciting. Um, look forward to playing that. I'm sure one of us will have words about it when it comes out. Yeah. Um, not available to be drafted on Fantasy Critic Card here. Yeah. It we says can put remaster. up to a vote. We can put it up to a vote. Yeah. Before we hop into the Unreal Engine developer showcase portion, which is like the last, we got two more things to get through. Yeah. I do want to mention that there have been updates in Fantasy Critics that I feel like now that you've brought it up, I should mention. Yeah. Because I could see Tony Hawk being brought to um, the council. Yeah. But also, two things were successfully brought to the council recently. That's Valorant and Story of the Seasons. Miracle, of fucking Miracle of Seed Town, I was going to say. I swear to God, Miracle Seed. Uh, Friends of Mineral Town. Both 
went through, um, I must note that everything that's been voted on so far has gone through successfully, and that D'Angelo Martin has voted no on all of them. Nice. Majority rules, just it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, and the final update I wanted to mention is, ah, should I wait? Nah. Nah, Cartier. Let's not wait. There's two things I have to talk about today. The Unreal Engine that's left. The Unreal Engine Showcase. And then, Nintendo announced Paper Mario and the Origami King. Which we'll talk about. But three people bid on it on Fantasy Critic. And I'm like, man, I wish there was a way to see how... To break down how this happened. And I dug into it. And I figured out, once it's done, you can check to see how it went down. Yeah. Three people. Do you know the results of this, Cartier? Have you checked Fantasy uh, Critic? No, I haven't, I haven't checked in a while. I, so you're ex- I, put, I put my bid in there. Exactly. So you're excited. Yeah. I can tell you that three people bid, and two people bid the same thing. Oh, no. So, in fantasy football, usually there's a draft order, no matter what. Um... And then it changes weekly. It'd kind of be like our draft order, where it's like one week, the waiver yeah. wire is I'm eighth, and then I'm first the next week. Some fantasy football is based off how you're doing. I think that, this is my consensus, I think that it doesn't matter the order. But when people bid the same thing, it's whoever put the bid in first. I think that's what happened. Because this is what happened, Cartier. I was the final one to bid. (laughs) And I bid $25. Oh. Roger was the second person to bid. He bid $20. Oh, no. Nicholas Nicholas Cartier bid $25. And he was the first one to bid. I think. And you fucking got it for $25. Nice. What are your thoughts, Cartier? That's a big... You only Um, have one spot left. I don't know how much money I, you have left, but I, was, I have $25 left. That was big. Looking back, I'm like, why didn't I spend more? Obviously, you think that once you know you've been outbid. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you saw... Did you see the trailer for Origami King? Yeah. So, you, oh, you yeah. saw that one, and it was enough. You are like, I, I'm, I gotta make a move for this. Yes. Yeah. Coming out in June or something like that? July? Like, it's got a date for the summer. It's, uh, what is it? Like, I think it's June 18th. Yeah, yeah, so fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I hope. Oof. That was a good scoop. You only have one spot left. That was a, yep. It looks good at the bottom of the list. Strong. Yeah. Uh, but that's worth noting. Fucking Cartier <laughs> scooping it up. Uh, uh, also, once I saw that I could... Here's the other thing to, to note. Once I saw that you could see what everyone bid, I'm like, oh, let me look at the rest of the year. Uh... There was one other weird thing that popped up, Cartier. Yeah? I'm not looking to bring it to the council. But we might have a rule breaker on our hands. Oh, no. Somebody bid zero on a game and successfully got it. I almost didn't want to bring this up. What was it? <laughs> the only reason it's okay is because Roger paid zero dollars for Valorant. <laughs> and then it gave him minus 18 or something. 
Oh, it's already. It already went through. Like it already has a rating. Oh, not Valorant. Oh, I'm so sorry. I said Valorant. Uh. What was the thing? Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. He paid zero for fucking Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, that's hilarious. That gave him the negative. Yeah, I'm sorry. This Valorant will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I'm like. <laughs> When I had this segment written out, it would be like, so he might be cheating. Moving on. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I didn't even know you could bet zero. That's so shysty. So he, he bid. No one else has bid zero. And he has other bids on the year where it wasn't zero. So yeah, maybe I it was bid, a mistake. I bid one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've tried to bid zero. So that's interesting. Yeah. Weird. Um, so that's, that's, that's the updates as far as Fantasy Critic goes. Um. That's funny. See, I have a I have a bit of news for you. Yeah, this is the perfect time because we're getting into the most recent this week in news. So a couple a couple days ago, uh, Respawn Studios, the studio that is, uh, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, Titanfall, yep, yep, Apex, yep, yep, all that good stuff. They uh they were proud to announce that they are opening a new studio in Vancouver. So they will be. Respawn Vancouver, and Respawn Vancouver is going to be working solely on Apex. I heard about that, man. Uh, honestly, partway through you talking about Apex earlier, I almost brought it up, and I'm like, what if that's his news? That's, yeah, that's, ex- news. that's exciting, man. A dedicated studio just to Apex. Yeah. That's, that's big for Respawn. Yeah. Honestly, it gives me, like, Bioware vibes. Yeah. Which was, like, it's funny because we've been making the joke that, like, Respawn is their Bioware now. Like, they can... Look at these hits they're putting out. We can trust Respawn. That's... That's cool. That's cool for Apex, because... You gotta worry beforehand. It's not like anyone thought that Respawn was a smaller team, but... It's It's like like they work work on other things, too, though. That's the thing. Like, they came out with, like, Jedi Fallen Order while they were working on Apex. So it's like... I feel like it's good for them to have, like, a team working on that, because, like, that is a game that, like unlike Anthem, actually is going to have, like, a 10-year plan. Yeah. You know, we're, we're already in Season 5, like, on launch day. Literally, one of the first characters that they were designing before they even had the game out was Loba. They had Loba and Revenant. Like, they had that so whole storyline, like, crafted. Yeah, that's exciting. I'd probably just wait until they could do it right. Apparently, yeah. apparently that studio is going to be really close to the other EA stuff, too, so it would just be better in general. Yeah. Um... But yeah, congratulations to the people at Respawn. I mean, they can't work in it for a while, but it's still, it's it's a good announcement. Yeah, that's good news. Yeah, feels good. It's a feel-good announcement for sure. Yeah. Carter, we also in the news this last week, another one that got a little bit of weird internet backlash just because it's like, uh, man, that's the thing with like, you ever like see Twitch chat during E3? <laughs> so that's the only this is a side note. That's the only problem with everything being streamed now is there's a reason they didn't stream the GDC talks and then like when Mark Cerny had his his ASMR <laughs> GDC talk about the Sony <laughs> stuff. Uh yeah, so good. <laughs> when he did that, it's like, oh, you know, this is what was gonna happen at GDC. Blah blah blah. It's like the same kind of. We got a similar kind of blowback on what was honestly an interesting presentation from Unreal from the people at Epic Games. They unveiled Unreal Engine Five. You know, unveiled yeah. it 
to everyone. That's why I kind of got the feeling at GDC. It's like, notoriously, no dev has Unreal Engine 5 right now. Like, this is 2021 and later talk. Uh, like, the end of 2021 and later talk. But some of the biggest things I gleamed off it, knowing not shit about game development, Cartier, uh, is it seems like there's big things happening with lighting, where it's like real-time shadow shit. And also pulling in movie assets, because apparently Unreal Engine has been used uh, in movie making and in a bunch of other non-video game things, uh, just to meet certain needs. So it's like they're scratching both itches, they're scratching both sides, the movie industry and the video game industry, by making it so... Normally there'd be like an asset, like the Big Ben in London, be like this beautiful version of Big Ben and there'd be a movie asset and then like a degraded video game version you know what I mean so you could make it fit into the engine yeah uh, and there'd be a bunch of steps in between making that usable in the way you need it to it's pretty much prioritizing that where it's like now you can pull in movie quality assets and it doesn't use the same amount of like we can put so many not polygons triangles in it and like they're showing off like the triangle count and shit like that and what these models are made of but it's like it's not the same strain on the system. A lot of shit's over my head, don't get me wrong, but it was very interesting, and there was a gameplay demo of no game in particular. Like, a lot of people compared to, like, Uncharted or, you know, Tomb Raider. Yeah. But it was interesting. Um, and I'm sure it meant more to game developers. The internet response from those people was very good, very positive. Uh, but like I said, one of those things, not everything is going to be fucking... Paper Mario being announced, you know what I mean? And they did... Uh, I mean, they worded it as one of the most important presentations of the summer. And I do think it was, Unreal Engine 5. But when you said that, people got excited for it to be, like, the PS5 reveal. I don't know what people thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm, like, checking in a day aftermath, like, with a lot of this shit. So by the time I get to it, it's like, oh, that mystery thing was an Unreal engine showcase let's watch it you know yeah Cartier has also been watching Avatar the, Avatar the Last Airbender recently and I can see it flashing in his glasses right now do you know do you know what that flash was what was it was it heat lightning it was just regular lightning <laughs> from a firebender yeah from Azula okay well then uh, that's heat lightning to me brother I'll let you know during <laughs> During the podcast, I went through, like, the season finale of season one. I'm on season two right now. Oh, my God. So That's crazy. Right. How yeah. – oh, I don't want to ask. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what what location are they in at the end of season one? Um, They were, in the, nor- they were in the north. Okay. Because that's where they had the battle with all the water okay. vendors and bullshit. I do remember, now, yeah. Now they're in some Earth Kingdom. I don't know what town they're in. Not Bossing Zave. I love all the air temples throughout this series. Yeah. It's such a, like, a sweet vibe to the air temples. <laughs> Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! Yeah, I I only wrote down two notes for Unreal Engine because I was just trying to sit and take it in. First thing I wrote yeah. down was triangles. <laughs> <laughs> but the second thing I wrote down was, and this is why I'm surprised people are upset, this is the most we've seen of Next Gen, and they... They fucking, how they sold it to us is it's running on a PS5, but it's not like Sony was heavily handed a part of this. They probably should have been more of a part of it because 
because after like a week after Xbox is like, look at the first gameplay of Xbox Series. Like this is the first. It's not a real game, but this is the first gameplay of fucking PS5. And just not like yeah, not a real game. Out, out, just like not out, out in the open, like gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. Yeah, but honestly, it's like this is the most we've seen of a someone play a demo in front of us of any engine that's running on PS5. So yeah. sweet. Uh, so I think that's a win for PlayStation overall, which is good because they haven't really showed up to the old the old fest yet, right? Yeah. I haven't really seen anything. Oh wait, what the fuck? I'm such a dummy. Cartier, they did show up. There was fucking also a state of play. <laughs> but it was only on one thing. That's why I don't have notes on it. It was Ghost of Tsushima state of play. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Uh, and it was 17 minutes. It doesn't feel like 17 minutes. It was 17 minutes of just information and the devs showing us. That's the most we've seen of... No, that's on PS4. It was good to see. <laughs> it was a lot of gameplay. Um, it seems like... Oh, and they showed off, like, the samurai cinema- cinematic camera where it can be, like, black and white and looks like an old samurai movie. That was sick. sick. Game looks beautiful. It's open world, and I didn't know that, Cartier. So, what kind of vibes do you get from this game? Do you get, like, a Sekiro vibe, or do you get, like, a samurai Red Dead vibe? Samurai Red Dead a little bit. Uh, although, I don't know how many people you're going to run into. I don't think you're ever going to be peaceful in a town. Yeah. I don't know that, but um, it definitely seems like there's – you can be the samurai or the ghost, and the ghost is essentially a ninja, and you attack at night, and yeah. you have no armor, but it seems like you do more damage, and you have intimidation on your side. Uh, but, mm, yeah, it definitely gave me – I don't know if it seems as, like, Dark Soulsy as, like, every single person you come across you're fighting, but I don't know at this point because I didn't see anyone, like, really – peaceful but you're traveling open world on the horse that's why i get hard red dead vibes i said this to my girlfriend olivia you've met her uh and i said to her it's like it's not like i was on the fence with ghost tsushima because i'm like something something's like kind of been turning me off about samurai stuff like i don't know like i didn't it's like i don't know but then again i don't love fucking cowboys that's not the reason i fucking i'm not super into cowboys that's not why i played red dead it's like your open world on a fucking horse, like yeah, it's just an amazing it's, game. It's something I just like. You know, I like traversing. It's, it's a lot of the reason people like Breath of the Wild so much. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, good comparison for sure. Yeah. But Ghost Tsushima had the state of play just about them. Um, worth looking into, but had a lot of gameplay in it. Had a lot of information. Yeah. And um, it flew by. It was one of the more enjoyable game demonstrations I've seen so far, Summer Games Festival. Of all these things, I didn't take notes on it. I genuinely just sat and watched it. It was yeah, very good. That's good. Yeah. Still on the fence about that game, but I'm more towards buying it after it, just because I really don't think I knew it was open world. Um, I, f- I feel like I would be more towards buying that, and like I was like not going to buy Sekiro when I bought Sekiro. <laughs> I will say this, Cartier. It does seem like it might... <laughs> It might be punishing because you're definitely you have an ability where it's like uh, you can like one shot some people with like very specific swipes, yeah. and the internet is pretty much what they're talking about right now as far as Ghost of Tsushima is 
are we going to be cut down that easily when we have That's armor? Yeah. Like, I do think it's going to be that easily when you're the ghost, but because uh, it's su- such a he- heavy like stealth option and shit. Yeah. Like, even the intimidation is just like momentary, so you can get the fuck away. Is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am. So, so it's like, why be cut down as easily? Yeah. You know? So pretty much like you do like choose one path and then that's the game that you're playing. Like you can either play like as like the ironclad warrior, not ironclad, but like was it fucking bamboo clad like samurai mm-hmm. or as like tactical espionage, solid snake, Raiden. So this is, it seems like you're going to be able to do both and I don't think you'll be forced to do both. So if you wanted to pick one, you could do it. I can't. Yeah can't confirm that but i will say the gameplay demonstration is they showed they showed you attacking a camp as a samurai then they showed the exact same camp but it was nighttime from a different angle as the ghost yeah. i'm like i wonder if you could tackle it either way or if you have to do it one way have to do it the other way be interesting how fast yeah. is switching or is it just a day and night thing right do you have to be a samurai in the day can i not fight in the day and only come out at night you know what if you're playing two different characters? One is a ghost, and one is a samurai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Cartier, what's interesting is, like I said, there's a black and white option. So, there's no, like, uh, there seems to be no color-based, it's not like, go to the red ring. It's like, the blue trait, there's none of that, none of that color-based shit. And I think that's one of the reasons, there, before before I saw the black and white thing, they exposed it. One thing they'd shown earlier is, like, there's going to be animals that, like, want to show you secrets. <laughs> there's going to be, like, foxes that come to you in the forest. And, like, it could be a few different things, but one of the things it could be is, follow me. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, maybe that's one of the ways away from, uh, like, there's a, a shimmer to some of the plants you pick up, but there's not a lot of those open world things on the uh, screen th- yeah on the hut exactly it's not like anything like directly not that i hate all that shit sometimes i, I like it <laughs> but yeah enjoyable go sushima and cartier the final thing to talk about origami king paper mario nintendo's like don't forget about us bud you saw this yeah. opened up with princess peach folded up Talking to Paper Mario, we who we know, uh, and she's like, "Goodbye." No, I what did she say, Cartier? I don't even know. She made. Oh, threats. she said that. Uh, what is it? She's like, "Your your answers are paper thin." Ah, yes, yes, yes. But no, it's a strong, strong opening. Very <laughs> it, strong opening. And it looks like we're 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 traveling the world of Paper Mario again. A similar. Turn-based battle style, but like, uh, it's like a 360 board. I don't quite understand it. I'm not super familiar with Paper Mario. Uh, yeah, it's, weird. it's like uh, pa- Paper Mario in 3D. It's a uh, it's a weird direction they're going with it, but like, it looks good, man. I also think it looks good. Uh, three of us thought it was good enough to pick up. Um, take that, Roger. Take that, Roger. Yeah. Uh, your th- thoughts on um, Roger throwing twenty dollars at it? Um, I think that he, I, I'll give him some slack because this is his first time doing it, 
but when people have two choices left or like three choices left and they're sitting on like $50, they're going to spend that money. So he's got to be, he's got to be thinking, well, I have six slots left him specifically. He's like, I have many slots to fill. I can't spend too much on one. Uh, Cartier, this has opened my eyes um, where you just made the smartest play and it's kind of shifted you into the position you're in, which is unlike anyone else. You have one slot left, specific money left, and you just picked up a great game at the end. You lingered long enough that you got a fucking June prime or July prime game. That's good. You've essentially shifted me into your spot. Which yeah. is now, like, I don't have that many slots left. And I have faith in me finding games for a dollar later. Yes. I only have three slots left to fill. Probably throwing most of my money at the one. Like, you you taught me my lesson, Cartier. <laughs> 25 was not enough. Paper Mario was worth 50. Uh, I, like, I, we rolled the dice. <laughs> uh, but no, I definitely, now I feel like I'm more in your spot. Which is I have this many and this many and and yeah we're gonna continue shifting. What scares me, Cartier, is I've been saying all year that I don't want to get into the fucking scuffle of fighting for everyone, but you have successfully left the scuffle and you've left me in the scuffle. I know I did pick up some stuff. I I have picked up a lot of things. I want to rush it, but like Roger and D'Angelo are both gonna actively pick things up, and both have a lot of spots and money left. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, I only to me. I'm like, I just want to snag a winner, snag one, one winner in this weird year where we don't know you're what's going to be. You're sitting on enough. seventy points right now. I'm just gonna yes say that right now. You're sitting on seventy points right now. I'll be damned if I <laughs> if I don't follow through with those seventy. Yeah, no, I feel at a good. I'm in a good place for sure. But yeah. picking stuff up is definitely it's different from last year in that it's it, me and me versus you was essentially what it was last year. So, there's a whole nother level now, Cartier. It is. Um, Paper Mario, it's one of those things we were afraid of. Something that comes out, it's like, hey, I'll be out in a month or two. And I'll probably review above an 80, you know? Uh, I think I think so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, good shit, Cartier. Lots of announcements. Summer Games Fest continues. That was just the first 15 days. First yeah. 18 days of it, we're going for four months, four straight months. Uh, Nintendo pushed back their, um, I was going to say their state of play, their direct around E3. I think they said it's going to be a little later, even though we didn't really have a date for it before. Yeah. EA is officially giving us a, a date. Xbox is officially giving us a date for the uh, for their first party games and a smart thing they did. Two smart things as we end that I saw people presenting video games, people trying to sell video games. Two great things that were done. Number one, Matt Booty told you what Xbox studios are going to be at the uh, first party showcase. Mm-hmm. No questions. Anything that's a surprise is a surprise. He didn't paint it. Like there would be a surprise. Good to do. Yeah. Uh, like these six studios, and then the guy was like, "What about Halo?" It's like also five hundred five or whatever. Halo will be there too. Yeah, cool, well played. 
Um, the other thing is to give Vicarious Visions a little more credit. During the Jeff Keighley, Tony Hawk, Jen from VV discussion, uh, there was something Jen said that was like, it was so good. It was so casual and so fucking natural. And I'm like, this is how you sell games that you planned on being co-op, couch co-op, which is a dying fucking art. And thank you for doing. This is how you sell couch co-op during a fucking pandemic. And that might sound silly, but it's like, we are not all around each other. And you're trying to sell something that's like, have your friends come over and what? Like, no, fucking she did it so good. She's like, oh man, I wish I had the exact wording because I'm not going to do her credit. But it's like, it was very hopeful. It's like, because, you know, one day we'll, when we can hopefully all be together again. It's like how she worded it. It's like, yes, you touched on what the situation was. You fucking, you gave me hope that this pandemic will end. And you let me know that you're supporting Couch Co-op with Pro Skater and Pro Skater 2. Yeah. Yeah, just well done. Well sold. Uh, also, thank you to Jeff Keeley for being like, here's a video game from information. Because how many times have I referenced him talking to Tony Hawk and the Vicarious Visions thing as opposed to the other countless interviews I saw when the Xbox and the, like Jeff Keeley interviewing people. If I was making a video game, that's who I would want asking me the questions. I mean, Netflix said it for Tiger King. Jeff Keighley? Yeah. What? Yeah. He interviews the people on the last episode. That's what No, that's Joe McHale. Oh, Joe McHale. (laughs) 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 Damn. Damn. Remember that Game Awards video we have where the only people in it are Jeff Keighley and Joe McHale? (laughs) Yes. That's a very... They have very similar voices. They do. I mean, they don't look that. They're both Canadian. Maybe. <laughs> Cartier, final thoughts. Plugs. Um, it's, it's been a it's been a hell of a year, and I think that uh, I don't know with the whole like we started off with the year with like oh like E three's not happening because the world's fucking upside down. But it's like it's nice to see that like even though the world's upside down. There's still, there's still, like, people putting in effort to, like, keep the industry alive and, you know, keep the keep the hype train going. Mm-hmm. Well put, Cartier. Thank you. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Um, as on the sporadically scheduled Great Lakes Gaming Podcast, we definitely missed one in the middle there. There's a lost tape coming eventually, because I'm sure I have one podcast that didn't go up. It's just me and Cartier. We'll put up months from now and be like, remember when there was a pandemic? And he'd be like, yes, Dan. Yes, I do remember because we're still wearing masks. Just, uh, just going to be a video of us singing Spongebob songs. Yay! This grill? Is a grill? <laughs> this is certainly so. Would you like to hit the plugs card here and try not to break into song? Yeah, well, I mean, this grill is not a home and it's not the stove that I know. <laughs> But uh, I love that song. No, if uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, thank you, thank you very much for listening. You should uh, totally share share it with people. It's a, uh, I feel like it's a good uh, we we have good conversations. We have fun. We have fun yeah. here. We're, we're doing. It's not. It's not like we're sitting here like 
and brought to you by fucking Raid Shadow Legends, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, it's just we're having a good time. We're talking about video games. Yo, I would love to bring to you Raid Shadow Legends. Dude, no, yeah, that's the fucking, that's, that's the end game right there. Oh, I would love, I would love to tell, to give you 20% off Blue Chew, Green mm-hmm. Apron. Uh, and Sarah Watchers. <laughs> fucking, that's all I want. No more free endorsements. I know. <laughs> uh, like a Gamefly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a, an off-brand like Game Swap. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, if you are listening to us, then you obviously know how to listen to us. But other ways that you can listen to us are on pretty much any podcast app. You know, Castro, Stitcher, Google Play Store. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify is the big one. Overcast. And overcast. But, yeah, no, or you can go to uh, limitmedia.fireside.fm, and that's got links to everything that you would ever want to see us on. We have uh, Twitter, and pretty much Twitter is, uh, we don't really, I, I, I haven't seen us tweet much. Pretty much it's only, like, if we have a video come up or if, it's like, one of us are streaming or... Twitter seems like a trash dump. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've... It's not like we don't... I, like, look at Twitter sometimes. I don't know. I mean, we just, like... It's a, it's a dangerous... It, Twitter's a dangerous game. We're there. We're there for the fire. If you want to talk to us, at me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But uh, no, other than that, we have uh, Facebook, which is pretty much the same fucking cup of tea. Just a uh, tea upside down. Yeah, it's true. So it's enough. <laughs> um, yeah. But other than that, uh, what do we have? We have our YouTube. Uh, you should totally, if you enjoy the things that we talk about, you should totally check out our YouTube. We got a couple things that we put up, and we have some things in the work. I know... Uh, I recently shared on our on my face my personal Facebook our playlist for Super Forgotten, Ooh-hoo-hoo! which is uh, video games that have been uh, lost to the sands of time. Nice, I like that. Lost to the sands of time. But no, we have uh, we just had one come out on uh, Waldo. What, yeah. what was what was the game? It was uh, Waldo's Great Adventure. The, the Great Waldo Escape for Super yeah. Nintendo. Also had a great, uh, just to scratch each other's back, Cartier, a great lore video, uh, Apex Legends lore, the beginning of what I hope is a, especially once we have more information on some of these motherfuckers, uh, extended like lore for some of the legends that fight in the arena, the Apex arena. Cartier, one of my favorite shots. So there's really good... Stuff in there from um, the Wraith trailer. This one is on Wraith, by the way, if I didn't say that. The first lore video will be on Wraith. It's already out. YouTube.com backslash Litmit Media. I'd seen the sick Wraith trailer before. My favorite part is when she comes out and they're building the arena still. Yeah. That's such a good shot to me. I'm like, props to you for putting it in there. Props to the person that made that shot for just that fucking trailer. Like, that, yeah, that's sweet to me. It's looking good. Good stuff. But check that out. YouTube.com backslash litmit media plus assorted other things. Past Ape if you get fucking yo, if you're into Apex Legends, there is a playlist that I've been tr- I was thinking about I'm like we need to fucking perfect the Apex playlist. So See, we like, can send you to one. To, I need to I need to make a playlist for the lore videos, but I'm not gonna do that until like I ex- I come out with another one. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, like the Apex play, like we have our one that's just like Apex Legends, and then we have one that's like stuff that we stream. But a lot of the stuff that we stream, I only keep up for maybe a couple weeks, and then I like take it down just so like a there's not a lot of clutter on the YouTube, and b you know if I'm only getting like two views on a stream, then like it's fine. But there's long there's longer stuff. There's like serious Apex matches. There's some really funny ones. There's some really short ones. There's some glitches. There's lores. Yeah, I love uh, seeing people go back to to I forget when I checked the analytics. It was like a week or two ago. Seeing people go back to see like your season three rant. It's like oh, yeah. an, oh, or is it the eight? No, it's the anthem. It's the anthem rant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's an- yeah. Where it's like the glitch, I, and you're just ranting. I was so fucking angry. <laughs> Well, the story is a lot of weird stuff. Look through that fucking lit mit uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, a whole bunch of hoopla. I love to see that one thing people check back on. Besides the fact that you know what video blew up when we weren't paying attention, Cartier. Hmm. The uh, was it from Adventure Time? Bubblegum Guardian blowing bubbles. Yep. Shit's at like nine hundred. I'm like, who the fucks? <laughs> <laughs> 15 seconds of the gumball guardian blowing bubbles but then again if it's so stupid dan why did you think it was a good i thought it was a good video so <laughs> but uh that's not what i was gonna that's not what i was gonna say i was just immediately distracted by bubblegum guardian but yes i love to see people um checking into how to win at poker <laughs> like every now and then it's just like no, every now and then i'll like go on the i'll go on the little like statistic app or analytic app and I'll look, and it's just, like, someone comments on there, and just, like, you know, what, what was the last comment that we got on there that I really liked? It was, like... <laughs> the six, negative. Six, yeah, it was, like, yeah. Six, six people. What was it? <laughs> six people didn't find what they were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually, that comment made me rewatch the video, and I'm like, uh, it's so funny. It's because, let me spoil it right now for you. It's how to win at poker, and then it's, like, me... It's one hand... I'm glad. I thought it was a long hand. No. It's me just fucking cheesing the AI into going all in for my pocket aces, which is such a new kid move. Like, oh, pocket aces all in. And then it pays off, and it shouldn't. And it's just a really bad example of poker, and it's labeled how to win, and it's been posted on, like, real poker videos. Good time. <laughs> Internet Cartier. <laughs> but, hey, check all that shit out, eh? Hey. <laughs> Cartier, thank you for being here today. No, thank I, I appreciate it. I enjoy the I enjoy the talks that we have. Good recording session. Um do you got any yeah, yeah, yeah. Sm- smooth way to end this boy? Um make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. And good morning. <laughs>